0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, a voice of experience in DC's tech history.
1: We had a sense of mission during the years when we were trying to go to the moon and trying to beat the Russians or the Soviet Union at their own
0: game. Right now, there's a sense of malaise, for sure. For many of us, entrepreneurship in the DC region is tied closely to the development of the government contract industry in the nineteen seventies and eighties and real estate industry. But as we move forward into today, the government contract industry, while it remains important, is supported by many other large and growing industries. Ed Bersoff, founder of PFF LLC, is involved now in lending to developing government contract companies and just generally being an entrepreneur and starting various businesses here in town. Ed, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, tell us a bit about PFF, because it's occupying a pretty unique space here in the D.C. region, and while well, it's fulfilling an important niche in getting businesses financed. Well,
1: when I had my own company in the government contracting space, I was uh, very much a a borrower of funds in order to keep my business going, working capital to uh, pay my payroll and to uh, pay the other expenses of running a business. So after I sold the business uh, and I started advising companies that were in the market, uh, it became very clear that they were having difficulty. And and primarily, the the largest difficulty I had was in getting financing to get their businesses growing. Uh, banks were always around, but you had to have a certain special character to your company to get banks to be interested in you. Uh, you had to have a good balance sheet. You had to have profits for a couple of years, and uh, certainly had to have personal guarantees if you borrowed money. But there are many people who are running thriving businesses that don't have those characteristics, and you know banks have a habit of not lending to money who need not lending money to people who need money. So uh, there was a clear need on the part of these. Uh, clients, these uh, government contractors, for financing that was non-traditional. And so looking at that need and being having been there myself in the past, it became clear that starting a company that provided that kind of financing was something that could possibly work.
0: It's interesting to me how in a lot of ways your journey at PFF, well, first of all, this isn't your first startup. You did BTG. You've done many startups successfully here in town that became significant companies. You started PFF with a small amount of your own money just so you saw a need, but it, it, as far as I'm aware, there's almost an insatiable demand and your, your company's grown like crazy right now. Huge demand. We're four years old and we now have over 40
1: clients and we have commitments of over $35 million to our clients. Uh, and over time, we've raised money incrementally. Uh, raising money is no easy task, even if you're lending it out uh, in and of itself, but you had to demonstrate that you could actually make some money in this marketplace so what we did was start with friends and family a couple of folks that uh, put together a total of a half a million dollars and we started lending it to people who needed small amounts our first client needed a forty thousand dollar credit facility so we were able to accommodate people like that who and that by the way that client is still a client four years later uh, still borrowing only forty fifty thousand dollars uh but Uh, As we started doing this work, uh, word of mouth spread, and and we had some relationships with other people who brought us clients, Uh, it just started mushrooming. There's huge demand, uh, a demand not being satisfied by the traditional banking community, and uh, the niche was obvious, and uh, it's uh, been a very
0: productive uh, couple of years. So this is an active part of local community. it's also one that I think many people who talk about entrepreneurship in the D.C. region look at people who are involved in government contracting and say they're not entrepreneurial. What's your reaction to that? Well, I reject that hypothesis
1: <laughs> totally. Uh, you know, uh, what's the definition of entrepreneur? It's somebody, somebody who's willing to take a risk for, for, to meet an, an objective. Uh, and so it doesn't, you don't have to be creating the best mousetrap in the world to be an entrepreneur. You have to start something that fulfills a need and build that and take personal risk in doing it. So we had personal risk in this case of uh, our own cash.
0: Uh, so I don't know what's not entrepreneurial about starting a business like this. So you're one of the few rocket scientists I actually know. Uh, and you were involved in NASA when you started your career as an entrepreneur. You've been part of the entrepreneurial scene now for uh, a number of decades. You've seen a few cycles where do you think we are as a region right now? Say compared to the 90s or or the 70s? Well, I'm actually going to the 80s because that's when the wall came down, and I
1: think that, that in was Berlin, a, you mean the, the, the Berlin Wall, the, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first disruptive moment in government contracting in my lifetime. Uh, so that's quite a while ago. That's uh, 30 years ago now. Uh, and what everybody was bringing their hands over back then was gee, we have all these submarine engineers uh, and sonar systems analysts and all these bright people, and there's no threat anymore. The submarine threat from the Soviet Union, the then-Soviet Union, has, has disappeared. Uh, so what are we going to do with all these people? And, well, it turns out that these people are smart people. They just had to be retrained into areas that, uh, that were more relevant. And at the same time, the whole uh, ARPANET internet explosion was happening. And so people were retrained into the information technology world. So I think that disruption in the in the uh, 80s was a kind of a, a a call to actually think positively about where the future is and to be f- agile and flexible. And I think that that's been a, served us well over the years. And I think you know we have been able to weather most storms, including sequestrations and budget cuts and continued resolutions, uh, because we we have the agility that that comes with having been there and been around for a long time. Do
0: you see that agility right now? Because I'll tell you, I'm not sure I see it.
1: Well, it is a depressing time. Uh, it's depressing in the sense that nobody's sure about where the budgets are, nobody's sure about where the country's going. You know, we, we had a sense of mission during the years when we were go- trying to go to the moon and trying to beat the Russians or the Soviet Union at their own game right now there's a sense of malaise for sure that didn't exist back then we, we were concerned about the life-threatening situation world world threat but today it's more kind of like a like a throbbing sore as opposed to kind of let's
0: watch out for the bad guys so taking the 80s in retrospect looking at the region now where are the opportunities for the region now how is it different or how is it similar the big difference
1: in being a government contract in the 80s versus today is the is the way things are bought by the government. Back then, uh, it was a fairly straightforward process. The government would issue a request for proposal. You submit a proposal. Somebody would win and uh, some others would lose. They would go away and go after the next one. Today, it's a far more uh, competitive, not, not competitive in a good way either. It's a far more uh, cutthroat environment than it used to be. Uh, the government is not running uh, procurements as well as they used to run them. They're con- concerned about protests by the contractors. It's just a very chaotic environment. And I don't think it's good for the overall system of, of the way government uh, buys things. Uh, it's inefficient. Uh, there are companies that are less capable that are actually providing services. And, uh, and no one calls them to task. So it is... As I say, chaotic. I think it's it's not uh, as efficient as it used to be, and I hate saying used to be because that says you know, harking back to the old good old days. It's not that. It's not about the good old days. It's about government
0: not really running procurements as well as they used to. You're getting up every day. You don't have to. You've you've had success along the way. Why does someone who has had a number of successes as an entrepreneur? Why do you start a, a business like PFF? <laughs> Well, you know, because it's there, uh, because the need is there.
1: I, I was on the advisory board of a company that was being uh, lent money by a predatory lender, couldn't really make it on a day-to-day basis, and I said, you know, there's got to be a better way. How do you, how do you see a, a requirement and just not try to fix it?
0: Another example of what I would say is entrepreneurs get ticked off because they see something that bothers them, and they look to the right, and look to the left, and say, well, somebody's got to solve the problem. Exactly. And, and so you just jump in. And who thought?
1: I mean, no, when we started this, we thought it would be a little fun game to lend money to a handful of people, but it just never ends. The demand is always is constant. And there's lots of small businesses, and that's primarily our market: small businesses, struggling businesses, new, new companies, uh, lots, of, lots of businesses that just can't get anybody to lend them money. And here we are, and I can tell you, we've graduated a handful of companies already that have gone to banks, and the emails and letters we get saying, you saved us from disaster, and you helped us, and goodbye, we're not gonna borrow you know, from you anymore, we're gonna go to a cheaper lender. Uh, that's actually a, a good experience. It's not that we don't feel badly about that.
0: So, Ed Bursoff, you're a great resource to these companies that are working with PFF more broadly, great resource for entrepreneurs in the region. Thanks for taking the time and joining us on What's Working in Washington. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online contributors are Michael Hoffman, Barbara Ulrich, and Candace Pye. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.